This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. The boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Ringabon. Uh, joining me as usual, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. How are you? Good, Wally. How are you this morning? I'm good. Thank you so much. Also joining us off the hop, uh, former Raptors coach, Butch Carter. Butch, how are you? Butch, do we have you? We'll have to have uh, Brandon check up on uh, what happened to Butch. Uh, also joining us this morning, uh, we're off to a bit of a slow start here, uh, former uh, Washington Capitol and uh, Toronto Maple Leaf, Buffalo Sabre, Lou Franceschetti. Lou, are you with us? I am, Wally. Good morning. <laughs> we got one out of two so far. Uh, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, Butch, we got you. Good, good stuff. How are you, Butch? Good. good. Hey, Lou, how are you? Hi, Butch. Anyways, uh, a little bit of a roundtable this morning. Uh, not much going on in the sports world yet, although there's there's uh, there's talk of reopening the sports leagues. Uh Soccer is open over in Germany. The Premier League and Serie A are, uh, have fixed dates for return. We don't have any fixed dates yet in North American sports, uh, but I think that's coming in the near future. But uh, an area we'd, uh, we'd like to canvas this morning, and Butch, we had a, we had a quick talk about it yesterday, and uh, we'll talk about opening up the seasons. We'll talk a little bit about perhaps the last dance of Michael Jordan, but... The big story in the world this week uh, came out of Minneapolis uh, in Minnesota. Uh, we all, we, I think we've all seen it. I think we all universally condemn and are disgusted by, by what we have seen. Uh, I want to canvas with you guys uh, from a sports perspective. Um, this seems to be a moment in history, just like... Uh, I feel like I feel like that I'm living through the 1960s again in, in some sense. I, you know, I, I, Naz and I lived through it. You guys did as well. We all remember Detroit. We all remember the uprisings from the 60s. Uh, unfortunately, the tragic assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King and the Kennedys and upheavals, uh, culture wars in the 60s. And it seems like 50 years later, we're returning there. Two. One seminal moment from the 1960s that I remember watching it live, and uh, I have it forever etched in my memory, the image of John Carlos and Tommy Smith uh, raising their fists at the Mexico City Olympics, making their statement. Uh, Butch, um, how can sports be a difference? In the world that exists in the United States, it's difficult for me. Um, you know, it's difficult 
quite frankly, Butch, I'll, I'll be quite frank. Uh, I'm not going to say I understand. I don't understand. I haven't lived your life. Uh, but tell us how sports can and should it make a difference. Well, sports has always attempted to integrate society. And unfortunately, uh, at times it's very successful and at times it's not. Um, you know, man has found a way to dislike his fellow man from the beginning of time. Um, that's marked by numerous wars, conflicts, and persecutions. So, um, what keeps bringing to the forefront is since they put a camera and a phone, these incidents that were denied, we can actually capture and see how gruesome that they are. If you multiply that by everyone that's been sitting locked up during this pandemic, there are a lot of people who have lost their jobs and are frustrated. I think the sports teams will attempt to um, move forward, as they always have in these kind of crises. But I, I expect there will be some backlash from players at all levels. Um, because the leader of the free world in the United States, uh, Trump, um, has a way of carrying prejudice against women, people of color, um, and it's going to be one of the ways in which they can show a peaceful protest to identify that um, not all of the not all of North America, but some portion of North America, to modify their behavior and how they were either raised by their grandparents or um, their feeling of of supremacy. So. It will. It will never. It will never be a hundred percent in any society. I learned that traveling the world as a young man. I thought Chinese and Japanese look just alike. I found they don't like each other very much. I've been in Israel, and you know, from a kid from Middletown, Ohio, and you know, what's the difference between Palestinian and Jewish at the time? I had no idea. But they, in my opinion, they looked alike until I rode the bus in Tel Aviv, and half the bus were um, soldiers being furloughed back from their weekend stint. So it's been like this forever. Um, but I think that right now that some of that hostility will roll back into the NCAA uh, in some form of protest. And I think definitely if LeBron has his way, there'll be some form of protest with the NBA. Uh, before I, uh, uh, Naz and Lou, I'd like to beg your indulgence. Uh, I, I just want to follow up with, with Butch on that one. Um, uh, Butch, historically, we've seen, we've seen, um, the heroes, some of our heroes have been politically involved in, in, in race issues, quite frankly. Jim yeah. Brown, yeah. Bill Russell, yeah. uh, uh Muhammad Ali. Yep, Mamali, Kareem, all those Kareem, so many. Then there's others who perhaps um, heroes in a sporting sense and have been criticized for it. Guys like Tiger and perhaps Michael Jordan, you you know me better than I. Um, You were a sporting hero to a lot of people. You had position and responsibility. 
is there a responsibility on athletes? And, you know, and, and, and the other part of it, it's, it's not just, you know, we tend to think of it as just the black issue. This is a societal issue. So, you know, we, we look upon black athletes to speak up. But we want white athletes to speak up. We want Asian athletes to speak up. Um, we want everybody to speak up. To what sense do you feel there's a responsibility in the athletes at the highest levels, the ones that are the real heroes, the ones that can really make a difference? Um, is there a responsibility for them? Right. Here, here, here's my example. Right? I heard my college coach tell one of the players, call him a nigger. Right? That's been confirmed by other players that were on the team, right? In books, outside of my book, right? When I decided to write it, I had decided that regardless of what the cost was going to be, all right, it was wrong. It really goes to what the gut is of the individual leader. All right? Then I went back for the 40th reunion. I think it was, uh, January 29th or 30th for a game that was a representation of the championship that we won that year in the Big Ten. When I found out that there was a player who was supposed to be organizing it, he never played one play that season, never made one basket, but he was trying to make sure I was not contacted to come back to the team that I was a captain of. Right, so what I stood up for, right, they're still trying to make me pay for and not inviting me back to the university I graduated from 40 years later. And that ends up being the price you may have to pay. All right, that's a price that, that I have paid, and I will continue to pay it in an environment where someone wants to perceive someone telling the truth as being negative. So they have to decide what kind of man they're going to be. I decided that I've always been a certain kind of person. I stood up in his face and stopped it, only to find out when I went back for the reunion, it continued after the year I left. And this person and Brunwall knew about it, but continued to be allowed to work with black athletes and make money off them. So the leadership, all right, you can't stand up for something if you're not willing to stand up by yourself. You shouldn't have to be pushed. It goes directly to who you are, all right? And I feel my whole life I've been of the highest character doing the best that I could do. And this stuff actually went on. It's going on right now. We're fortunate enough that cameras catch it. We've had two, at least in Minnesota, in the last three years. We had the guy pull over, and the officer shot him in the car when the guy had his license. And then we've had this incident where this officer has his, his, his knee on a guy's neck with handcuffs on the ground and basically suffocates him to his death. So the issue is, from a leadership standpoint, it goes to your true character. And, you know, that I showed my true character in telling the truth, right? And at the end of the day, that's what those guys are going to have to decide for themselves. They 
they're not going to sit idle. But it's not for me to decide. It's not for us to decide. They have to individually decide what weight they want to carry the rest of their life. And Naz, uh, Lou, I want to get you guys involved. I'll turn it over to Naz first, and then uh, then over to you, Lou. Go ahead, Naz. But, but you decided to raise your family here in Canada, not not in the States. You decided to stay here. What's the reason for it? I didn't want to put up with that stuff. Is there a difference I, I, I drive home. I drive home to go to my aunt's funeral three years ago, and he and he got me speeding. I was speeding, but I'm driving a BMW X5. I got both my hands outside the car with my driver's license and my insurance. Now that's a normal traffic stop in the U.S. And this guy is hiding behind my BMW. All right, like, dude, what are you doing? I'm in the state of Ohio where I get stopped. I've been player of the year in the state of Ohio, high school coach of the year in the state of Ohio, all right? And I got some state trooper, right, that is scared to death to walk up on the car on a black guy that's driving a BMW, right? Now, that's just me going back to visit, all right? I I have sons. I got to educate my sons that, like, a traffic stop is not normal for you. A 16-year-old wants to go to the States for high school, and we're struggling with it because he is pure Canadian. He doesn't know what he's, what he's asking to do because he's going to start driving. So a, a, a typical trap, guys, I've been stopped in Toronto, right? No problem. I don't have to stick my hands out the window with my driver's license and my insurance. Uh, Lou, I'm going to ask you to uh, join the conversation. Uh, your thoughts? Well, well you know, well, well I, I'm not much of a guy that that follows that kind of stuff. I know what happened in, in Minneapolis uh, is a crying shame to a so-called uh, man of authority using too much authority on what he thought was the the right thing to do. It, it's almost like you turn on the TV every single morning and there is something happening, whether it's in here in Toronto or whether it's in the U.S. or whether it's in the world, that, that certain people are, are losing their lives because of because of this. Um, we did grow up in the 60s. I didn't think much of it, uh, and I didn't even know what was going on uh, with, uh, with the Martin Luther King and the racism uh, type of thing. Uh, I played in D.C., uh, which... Which was really in Maryland, but part of Maryland that we lived in, Maryland was a predominantly black area. There, we didn't have any problems back uh, in the mid of mid eighties uh, with ask, racism. Let me, you, let me ask you this, Lou: uh, You played in Washington. Um, I don't know, Mike Marston. I think he predated you in, in Washington, didn't he? Um, yeah, Mike and uh, Riley too. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know. There must have been incidents when you played, not necessarily why, but perhaps from the fans. Uh, there must have been racial incidents when you played in the NHL. There weren't that many black players uh, in the NHL in the 1980s. Um, but any recollections of anything? And did anybody step up? Was, it, was there any leadership shown amongst the leaders on the team to say, you know what, I'm not going to be part of a team that tolerates this or I'm going to speak up about it. 
No, we we didn't have uh, we didn't have those problems, uh, Wally, and and nobody. If there was, uh, you know, we had a pretty good captain in Rod Langway or even Mike Gardner. Uh, nothing like that was ever brought up. Uh, our athletes never um, didn't say much because there, the, that part wasn't there. Uh, there might have been some across the river uh, or across the highway with the Washington Redskins at the time. I can't recall. Uh, but we, we, from from my recollection, I don't I don't remember ever having a problem with racism. Uh, in the mid-80s when I was with the Caps. Anyways, on, on that note, uh, we're going to take it to our first break. Uh, Lou, Butch, please hang on. Uh, we'd like to run a little bit more. We've got some other things we'd like to chat with you guys about. So uh, we're going to take it to break, and we'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced contact-free delivery. Order and prepay online and choose contact-free delivery. The driver will place your order on your doorstep in a nice, clear, protective bag. Then he'll politely stand back two metres and call the number on the receipt. Once you answer the door, he'll give you a little toodaloo and off he goes. Contact free delivery from pizzaville.ca or the Pizzaville app. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca With a little training, anyone can learn the security business while on duty at your home or company. It's unfortunate, but a lot of security companies are just not experienced enough to handle the complex dynamics of tactical security. And that little bit of training and experience can end up costing you a lot more than you bargained for. Peace of mind, trust, and honor is the foundation on which the Regal Security reputation is built. They're driven, they're respected, and they're unrivaled. They're everyday superheroes. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. 
Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. They never argue sports. They just explain while they're always correct. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. Joining us on the roundtable this morning, of course, my co-host, Naz Marchese and uh, Lou Franceschetti and Butch Carter. Coming up later in the hour, we'll be talking to the founder of the Toronto Sports Media blog, Jonas Siegel. Uh, Butch, uh, guys, let's open up the let's open up the the discussion about opening up the seasons over in Europe. Uh, the Bundesliga is uh, has started, and Alfonso Davies, the Canadian, is is uh, performing miracles for Bayern Munich. Uh, he is going to be a star of monumental proportions in in the Canadian uh, uh, sporting landscape for the next while. He's just a phenomenal talent. Uh, scored some pretty impressive goals. The Serie A and the Premier League have fixed opening dates coming up in a couple of weeks. And uh, Adam Silver was uh, in the news yesterday talking about opening up the NBA season. We're looking at a July date, probably later in July. Gary Bettman's talking about opening up the NHL season, also looking at July. Butch, what are the challenges, and what do you think about opening up uh, winter sports in the month of July, basically just going to playoff scenario? Should should they even bother? Well, yeah, they've got to bother because there's a financial reward for them. So everyone's on the same page. The risk is um, you're not going to be able to bet the games, uh, in my opinion, um, because uh, someone could flunk their test before the game and not be available. So the eventual winner uh, may be by default. Um, you take an older team like the Raptors, they were in a really good rhythm. Uh, really, they've been in a really good rhythm for the last uh, season and a half. Uh, since they made the coaching change. And in my opinion, all of the older players, the ones that have been acquired, have played very mature um, way of playing. Um, the younger guys have been extremely efficient. So they got to try to figure out how to get their cohesion back. But what, what if one or two of them test positive for COVID-19? Um, it, it brings on some some real problems at every level. If they're restarting basketball or sports in college and they're doing it strictly for the money, and if they're restarting uh, the NBA, it brings on some real health issues. Now, how do you quarantine these guys? How do you say the games are legitimate? How, how can a team lose a series that might have the best record in basketball because two guys show up with a positive test? It, it brings on some problems, and I don't know how they're going to cover it with the insurance if one of these guys gets sick, sick and dies. Yes? You're supposed to start July 31st, uh, the NBA, and they're talking about 22 teams now playing into the playoff round. 16 and 6 uh, running for the last two spots, I guess. So it's going to be uh, an interesting July, that's for sure, or late July, August, when we start. Yeah, it will. It's a lot of moving parts. And um, people just have to get back in shape. But I see that, you know, I know what the reward is. It probably is a billion dollars in payments that TV owes them. Um, but they also know what the risks are. So um, hopefully for everyone, everyone stays safe and they get to complete the season. 
Lou, uh, put yourself uh, in the shoes of a player playing today. Um, you've got a family. Um, you've got to go. You've got to go, and uh, I guess you got to start training. You've been you've been away from it for I don't know how long. Uh, few months at least by the time by the time they get going again you've probably been off for four or five months four months um you got to stick yourself in an isolation uh, presumably away from your family you got to worry about uh the guys you're playing up against um you go to a face-off circle uh you know you got guys that are breathing on you um put yourself in those shoes as a player well, what are the challenges? What are the concerns? What are the fears? How would you feel about it? Well, you know what, Wally? I guess at the end of the day, uh, I played I played in an area where there wasn't much money, and we played for the love of the game. Nothing like this happened. These guys got all the money in the world. Uh, I'm not going to use money as a factor because they've, if they've invested or they've taken care of the money, they, they really don't need it for one year. And I understand they're going to say, you know, the owners are making all this money and we're – we're more or less, we have to follow the, the beat uh, uh, that they beat on. But it, at the end of the day, uh, it, it is concerning. Um, I'm more concerned about uh, getting injured. Uh, and it, it does take a, a while to, for you to get back into game shape. Uh, the body has probably, I know it's going to be well-rested, but it's also going to be a lot more vulnerable to uh to serious uh, pulled muscles, to injuries, uh, to, to reactions of uh, that sometimes you usually happen naturally, and because you've been off, it's going to take a little bit longer. The three weeks that they're using for training camp without playing any games, and then they're going to go into this so-called round robin to to settle the first top four places, and then the next uh, the next eight. Uh, it's going to be tough on the players. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I think the best way to eliminate uh, the breathing is everybody's got to wear a face shield. <laughs> uh, I'm serious. It, it, yeah, it's right. funny, right? But I, I think that's uh, it's probably funny, the best but it's way. It's funny, but it's not funny. Yeah. It, right? It, it, yeah. Everybody has to wear a face shield, and then whatever happens, happens. Uh, you're, you're, you're taking your... Yeah. That, that, that may be workable in hockey. I'm not so sure it's workable in, in, in basketball uh, or, or any of the other sports. I mean, looking, looking to watch, uh, watch German soccer, it's, it's business as usual out there. Uh, you know, they're, you, know if you, you watch one of their games and it, you, pick a, you watch a game from three years ago, they look exactly the same. Um, yeah. And, if uh, they do, you know, if they do their due diligence on, on testing yeah. everybody... Uh, before and after and sanitizing. Um, I always think there's going to be a very, very minimal amount of uh, percentage that somebody will get uh, will will get tested positive only because he's more or less he slipped out of the cracks and decided to uh, pull a Toronto of last week in the Trinity Bellwood Park there and everybody was, was part- oh, partying together. Uh, yeah. So it's... They <laughs> so were all doing high fives that's it. Yeah, oh, yeah is, is anybody really going to be safe? That's that, that's the question that they have to ask. For them, is it is it going to be worth it? And at the end of the day, are we really going to have a true champion this year in any one of the three sports? I'm not sure where, where the football is going to go. Well, let me ask, they haven't let me ask, started yet. Yeah, yeah, let me ask Butch's opinion on that. Um, are these going to be true champions? 
Um, and, 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 and on that note, uh, uh, segue in, uh, I ask your opinion on that, Butch, and follow up with, uh, does the layoff benefit or hurt the Raptors and or the Leafs? Well, they hurt any good team that, that needs to, that can win games on continuity. You know, you build continuity. You don't build it. The training camps are too short. You know, so now they're going to take every given three weeks to get ready. It's not long enough, right? Because the older teams are are dealing with load management, right? So now you're not going to have any control over load management. You you got to get ready. And guys, I'm going to say this, and I said it to all my friends: this disease is the boogeyman. It's going to show up anywhere. You can't see it. You don't know it's there. But to think you can put athletes in this close quarters for this long period of time with them playing without some of them getting sick. And no one mentions the staff, right? Your coaches are older coaches, right? There are going to be some people. Look at college football and look at the age on coaches. Look at college basketball. Bayline, Krzyzewski, right? Calipari. These guys aren't young guys. Someone is going to get sick, and someone is going to leave us. All right? So, you know, that's what it is. I mean, the boogeyman is going to show up. His technical name is COVID-19, but um, this isn't fair. And it's all being done because there's a certain amount of money that crosses the table when the games are played, and that's what they're going to do it for. Um we wish we weren't here, but this is where we're at. And can they make a shield that won't fog up, Blue? What's that, Butch? Can they make a shield for the hockey players that won't fog up? Can they make a shield for a hockey player that won't fog up? Well, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, that's, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I, I just think we're, we're, we're going we're, we're, we're gonna to be in a completely different world right now with with sports, I'd say probably for the next uh, six to twelve months. Um, it'll be longer than that. I have a feeling that the young guys, uh, the younger teams, are going to do better in this whole thing. I said that about three three weeks ago. I think if you're a veteran team, you're going to have a tough time getting getting in shape and getting in playing shape. But the younger guys are going to have the advantage coming out of the gate for sure. I think the older guys are also going to be more attached to their families. Yeah. I really think you can run your older guys. You can run some guys 20 to 25 minutes a game. And uh, and with hockey, you run into a hot goalie who's a, a Chinese wall out there, you're, you're, he got no chance. And how many times has it happened that you're running it, you play the best of three like the, the top four teams are, and really, you know, uh, Valasevsky or, or a Hopi or anybody like that can stand on his head and carry a team right through the playoffs. We, sh- we saw it last year with Biddington. You know, the reality is you're going straight to the playoffs. Uh, we don't know the details of whether the, you know, whether the first series are going to be four out of seven or, or three out of five. We don't know that yet. Uh, we well, we're talking that, three out of five in hockey for sure. In the first series. And, you, you know, yeah. going back, you, you remember those from the old days, Lou. Uh, you, you, you can be out, you can be, you can be, uh, uh, booking your tee off time even before you've you've broken a sweat. I mean that goes by so quick, uh, yeah. and then, and you're you're coming off a break and nobody's in. You know, I mean you can practice all you want, but you know, practice ain't the same as playing games. Uh, 
So there, there could be some significant surprises, uh, more so than all the normal, usual playoff upsets that you get. But let's, 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 uh, we've just got a couple of minutes before we've got to, we've got to go to break and move on. The Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup at the end of August or in early September. Uh, it, do we put the proverbial asterisk on that, or do we celebrate it like it's like there's there's no tomorrow? Your thoughts, guys, all the way around the table. Well, Wally, how about how about this? Where are we going to celebrate this if there's no social if there's social distancing? <laughs> Noble, great. He's going to be a noble. It's going to be the largest Zoom call. It's going to make the Guinness Book of World Records for Zoom calls, and we're all going to be wearing masks. Right? right? You know what? If there's a parade, I'm going to I'm going to, you know what? If the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, and there's a parade, I'm 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 buying a hazmat suit, and I'm going to be there. I don't care. <laughs> I, I I'm going to be I'm going to be decked out. Um, uh, toe, uh, head to toe, but I ain't missing it. I've been waiting a long time. Butch, uh, yeah, least right. win the Stanley Cup. Um, is it? I mean, they're going to get their names on the cup. They've won yeah, the cup. It, it can and should happen. If you go back and look at the history of cities, once one team, professional team, wins a championship, it opens the gate for one of the other teams. It changes the whole attitude in the city. The Chicago Bulls didn't win championships until the Bears won theirs. Everybody forgets that. Interesting. So I guess I guess the Toronto Marlies and the TFC uh, opened everything up for the Raptors, and now the next shoe to drop is the Leafs. That's correct. That would be something. That'd be uh, something amazing to look forward to. Guys, listen, uh, we've we got to wrap up this segment. We've got to let you go. It's been great catching up with you, Butch. It's been great catching up with you, Lou. Uh, we'll stay in touch, and we'll, we'll get you back real soon. Thanks. Take care, guys. Take care, guys. Take care. We'll go yeah, to break. Bye-bye. We'll be right back with the founder of the Toronto Sports Media blog, Jonas Siegel. Be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced contact-free delivery. Order and prepay online and choose contact-free delivery. The driver will place your order on your doorstep in a nice, clear, protective bag. Then he'll politely stand back two metres and call the number on the receipt. Once you answer the door, he'll give you a little toodaloo and off he goes. Contact-free delivery from pizzaville.ca or the Pizzaville app. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. The security business is easy, right? Anyone can learn it. 
Perhaps they can learn it on duty with your valuables at stake. Perhaps they can learn it in a crisis situation that requires an immediate intelligent response when lives are at risk. After all, what harm can a few mistakes make? Plenty. When it comes to security for your business or office, an experienced partner like Regal Security makes sense. Security is what they do. Peace of mind is what they provide. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner, we'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. As usual, with me, my co-host, Naz Marchese. We're doing the show remotely. I'm up in Richmond Hill. Naz is up in Nobleton. Uh, we're pleased to welcome to the show this morning the founder of the Toronto Sports Media blog, Jonah Siegel. How are you this morning, Jonah? Uh, doing well, guys. How are you? Great, thanks. First of all, <laughs> thanks for joining us. You're uh, you're actually in Seattle, Washington, and it's an ungodly hour out there. It's uh, early in the morning, uh, so we we really appreciate that. Uh, uh, really, really quickly, uh, things uh, aren't uh, aren't well in Seattle right now. The things turned a little bit ugly. Yeah, you know we've we've had quite a run here. It's uh, you know it's quiet now. It's six forty in the morning, as you said. Um, you know we were originally. We were apparently at one point considered the first city that got uh, got the corona, and, and people have been kind of watching what's been happening here. It's been relatively quiet, and then uh, we had some quiet protesting Friday, or or some peaceful, I should say, or uneventful protesting Friday, and it was, everything seemed fine yesterday, like it was going on as normal, and then um, it uh, it really exploded around five six o'clock last night. Uh, got really, really ugly, and um, the city hasn't awoken, so just waiting to see what happens. But uh, happy to report, I'm, me and my family are okay. Anyways, I've been, uh, uh, and and please, please, uh, we wish you and your family uh, stay safe. Please, uh, we hope things, uh, we we hope things calm down at some point. Um, I've been a keen observer of your uh, sports uh, media site, the Toronto Sports Media Blog. Um, how does a guy in Seattle, Washington, uh, stay abreast of everything that's going on in uh, in the Toronto sports media world? Well, I started it when I was living in in Toronto, um, and and with the internet and social media, it's actually been easier. It's easier today to to stay abreast of what's going on just with with technology and and uh, as I said, social media. Um, you know, I started this, which was completely 
as a hobby writing for nobody other than myself, there was a lot of people that covered sports media. Uh, you had Chris Alkovich doing a great job at the star, uh, William, William, um, what was his last? Well, Bill Houston at the globe. Uh, he was replaced by Bruce Dobe again. So there were people who were doing covering the beat and I was just doing my thing. just to kind of blow off steam at the end of every day before I went to bed. And it just, it kind of just grew and I was lucky or fortunate, I guess. And, and uh, some others were unfortunate as the other outlets stopped funding coverage of it. And right now we're the only ones left. Uh, John, I, I, I do. We, we had McCallan on the show last, last Sunday. We've had John Shannon on recently. And there's one area that you've, uh, you, you talk about, uh, and it's, it's, we're, we're, Naz and I are fortunate in the sense that we're on, we're on we're on Zoomer Radio. Our demographic is uh, is not the one necessarily advertisers go after. Uh, although uh, you know the 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 concept of Zoomer Radio is rapidly changing. Our demographic is all over the age of forty five, and we're AM radio. Um, we're not a sports talk radio station. Um, this is this is sports talk on Sunday mornings on Zoomer Radio. The landscape is changing faster than uh, I would say most of us can keep up with. Sports talk radio, 24-7, AM radio. The younger generation isn't necessarily taking that up in the same way. There's a, there's a monumental shift to podcasts, uh, to digital, to social media, uh, we had a brief chat with McCallan about it last Sunday. Um, I'd be interested in your opinions. Is sports talk radio on AM on 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 over the air dead? Uh, is podcast in that area taken over the world, for lack of a better term? Well, I think, you know, I think in a lot of ways, it, it's not that much different than, than Hollywood with, with movies and TV show. We, we, we were now in a, an environment where we want to, we, we as the public want to consume what we want, when we want, on what we want, however we want. Um, you know, we do that with shopping. We do it with, with the Netflixes of the world. Um, you know, if you, if you follow Professor Scott Galloway on, on Twitter, you know, and you watched his show on Vice, he was basically saying that, you know, the advertising business as we knew it is the proverbial dodo and it's going to be extinct. So I, I don't think the medium itself is dead because I think people are listening and podcasts are popular. I think what the definition of podcast is, is, is evolving. So the shows that are on traditional sports radio on, a, on the AM dial, uh, are now available to people like me that, you know, I'm not up at, at this hour usually, so I don't have to listen to the morning shows live, but I can listen to either the whole show or snippets of the show when I want on my device in the car or on my headphones while I work out or on a walk, however I want. So the audience is still there. It's just the medium is changing. And, and one of the things that hasn't really been touched on and you didn't ask this question, so sorry for going there. Is that no, please. What's the what's what's the long term effect of no live sports on sports radio? So, you know, the shows are all. Some of the shows are creating better content right now than they do what's going on. But what's going to you know what what group are they missing who don't care about it uh, while sports is off? And are they all going to come back when sports is back on? 
Naz? We had Ron McLean on about four weeks ago, and he says that uh, the the agents, 50 and over, are his podcast. Do you find that surprising? No, I mean, look, like, <clears throat> I'm going to be very careful with the word old, but it doesn't surprise <laughs> me that Ron McLean generates a, an older crowd. Um, you know, he, he represents a, a previous time in the game. He's not... Uh, as beloved or inspiring. I don't mean that as a knock in any way. Like I think he did a really good job, but I don't think he's, he's overly inspiring to the, to the key demographics. Uh, I think they tried bringing in somebody a little younger. It didn't work. Um, but I think that's something that's going to evolve over time. I'm not the least bit surprised. Uh, we're talking to Jonas Siegel, the founder of the Toronto sports media blog. Uh, please explain this to us, Jonah. What hmm. business model What's the business model for podcasts? Do they, do they make, I mean, it's almost like, I'll, I'll let you answer the question. What's the business model for podcasts? Well, I think, again, it, it, there's some who are doing exceedingly well, and they're selling it to sponsors. Um, I think there's others, like, you know, as there are websites, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult road to battle, you know. I don't do it for pecuniary gain. It's a hobby of mine. Uh, I have a couple of, I have a blog, uh, a podcast, I should say, that's now on Believe. It's called Believe in the Press Row. It's B-L-E-A-V. Um, and I have a couple, you know, the network gets some sponsors. They're, they're traditionally gambling because of the sports association. But, you know, I've been really fortunate. I found two or three actual Toronto, Toronto-based companies that are Internet only. And, uh, they actually do, they, they, they give me enough money now that I can, I can actually cover my cost. And for me, that's fine. Uh, for those who are looking to eat off of it and earn an income off of it, if you're, if you're, for quote, another word, quote unquote, a nobody, it's going to be tough. But there are lots of folks out there from, from networks who have names who are doing very well at it. Ned? Can we support two sports radio stations in Toronto? Seems like the ratings have dropped significantly in the past. Is there room for two stations? Yeah, well, that that invokes a much different question, guys. Like the the, the bigger question is, what are the guys at New Maris doing? The guys and gals at New Maris doing? Because they're they're asleep at the wheel, and their system is is outdated and. It is uh, a not an accurate reflection of the of the medium as it is today. You know, the fact that people have to walk around with some little beeper that's listening to what they're listening to in a world where not that many people listen over a traditional radio is long gone. I mean, we all walk around with at least one mobile device at all times. And if you're tuning in on earpods uh, or some other medium that doesn't get caught up, not blasting it out, line, out loud like we used to, you're not being captured. So the answer is I believe it can. I think there's Toronto's a big enough market. The Internet is now a big enough market, if you will, because everything is now available online. But there's lots of good talent out there. Where it's going to come from down the road is a different question. But I don't think, that, I don't think it's a problem of is there enough audience. I think you're getting caught up a little too much in a very outdated system that Numeris is providing, and that's controlled by the stations themselves. So until the stations themselves want change, they're stuck with this antiquated system. Uh, Jonah, in the last year, 
or so. Um, these gentlemen are no longer on the air in in the in the Toronto area. McCowan, John Shannon, Kiprios, McLean, Don Cherry, um, and there's a few others. Some some guys on the soccer side as well. Uh, most of them at Sportsnet, not all. Uh, what does that mean? Is that is that just a reflection of the dollars that got overspent by Rogers on the uh, on the NHL deal, or is there something more at play here? Is this a generational change, uh, uh, a dynamic change of some sort? What's what's going on? Well, in my opinion, it, it has everything to do with the Rogers NHL deal and nothing to do with a generational change. I think the, the folks that you mentioned were, if not, the top money earners in the business, and those are the ones who are no longer on the air. Now, let's take Don Cherry out of the equation just because of yeah. what happened to him and what he did. I'm not so sure that that, and I wrote about this before that incident, but I thought his time was up anyways for a whole different reason. But, you know, they spent an awful lot of money, uh, and I'll say misspent an awful lot of money, on the NHL games that was never going to even be close to breaking even. And that deal is getting more and more expensive, or at least it was prior to Corona. God knows what it looks like after. So at some point, someone is going to look at a, at a bottom line number and say, we're, ble- we're hemorrhaging cash here. we got to make changes. And they've, as I said, most, most of the top earners from the business off the air, leaving them with a much smaller um, nugget of payroll from, from in terms of talent. And you listen, like they basically on the fan side, uh, they eliminated a show. They eliminated a time slot. They, you know, they got rid of the primetime show entirely and replaced it with a TV show. I always, we always enjoy, I always enjoy interviewing, uh, people who are good at the craft of interviewing. And, uh, my compliments on a recent interview you did with, uh, with uh, Shulman and with uh, with uh, on your on your believe in the press or Andy Petrillo. Um, oh, thank you. What interview would you like to do? Uh, who would you like to interview, and why? Uh, that's a hard question to ask. Um, you know, listen. I'm always interested in talking to people who are interesting to listen to and have interesting stories to tell. Um, there isn't necessarily one specific person in the business who I fingered as saying, like, wow, I'd really wish I could speak to him and or her. You know, Andy, Andy Patrillo is a great example. Like, I, I can't tell you why, but she's one of the top-rated uh, guests that I've had on my podcast, like thousands and thousands of downloads, and I can't really explain why. I mean, she was an unbelievable guest, but everybody's a great guest, and everybody answers the questions. You know, Dave Hodge was a phenomenal guest. John Shan was a great guest. Uh, uh, Tara Sloan was a fantastic guest. So, you know, to me, it's really just about people that have compelling stories to tell. And uh, I try and attack it from a different perspective. I, I, I really try and sit back and ask a question and let them answer and, and see where things go. I don't really have a ton of questions lined up. Um, but, but there's lots of people in the business um, on both sides of the border who I think are doing really interesting things these days and have very interesting stories to tell. And I've been lucky that with the exception of one or two here, or there who said, no, uh, almost everybody has said yes. Who do you like to listen to? Um, well, right now I, I will say that, 
the O5 guys are fantastic. Uh, so over at TSN, um, their afternoon drive show is really compelling radio. I think they do a fantastic job. And I think they're, and this isn't a knock as, as to their product when games are on, but I would say some of the things they're doing in the pandemic has been some of the best radio they've ever done. Uh, similarly, listening to Richard Deitch, I think he has really emerged in the market as the top interviewer. Uh, he's just, he's brilliant. He's really smart, knows his guests. Um, and, and I don't mean this disparaging, but knows his place, whether it's with Runt or with, uh, Jeff Blair. I think they do a really good job as well. Uh, I really like both afternoon drive shows. Unfortunately, I don't really get the Tim and Sid thing. I'm, I'm not part of their demographic, so I don't listen all that much to it. Um, and right now, listen, anyone that's young and up and coming on either station, I try and give a lot of listening time to because I think it's important that we invest in the marketplace. And Naz, we've got about two and a half minutes left. Uh, I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you go with the last question. John, I want to ask you about the, uh, NHL and how it's going to come back. Do you feel it's going to come back 100%? And, um, do you think the younger teams have an advantage over the older teams coming out of the gate? Well, I, I, listen, I know nothing. I'm just a fan. I can just give you my opinion. I think when you say, is it going to come back? I think we are so starved for new content that people are, can't wait to watch games. So I think to that extent, the audience will be huge. I think that live sports is going to be the last thing that really comes back in terms of butts and seats. I think it's going to be a very long time before actually in a stadium watching a live sporting event like we did before. Um, I, I, I'm actually really fascinated to see how teams come back. I mean, everybody should be relatively healthy um, at the same time, which is going to be pretty unique. So who bounces back from three, four, five-month layoff the fastest? I think we'll, we'll do the best. I think uh, we, we shall see which team, I think there's a little bit of luck in that too, but which team really gets back in sync and clicked and, and is fired um, to win, uh, we'll do best out of the gate, and I think we'll see who that is pretty quickly. We've been talking to uh, Jonas Siegel, founder of the Toronto Sports Media Blog. Please check out. Uh, please check it out, uh, Jonah. We always, uh, I always appreciate uh, uh, going on your site. I appreciate your insights. Uh, love your interviews. Uh, I will just say this: it's early out in Seattle. You got up at an ungodly hour for us. Uh, we very, very, very much appreciate it. Thank you so much. Happy to talk to you guys. Pleasure. It's our pleasure. Thank you so much, John. As uh, about three seconds left, I uh, I want to do something uh, that I should have done a long time ago, and I'm, my 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 uh, my words will express your sentiment, sentiments as well. Uh, you know what? We've been thanking and we continue to thank all of our doctors, nurses, essential workers. This morning, I want to do something different. I want to thank Brandon, our producer. Every Sunday morning, he uh, he does what he has to do to help us out here and to make sure this show continues. I want to thank the people at Zoomer Radio. Uh, go above and beyond the call of duty to, to put us on the air. Uh, we're, at, we're past the, uh, past the 10, uh, 10 a.m. Uh, moment, Naz. Last words. Everybody stay safe and have a good week, okay? Thank you. To all our listeners, have a fantastic week. We'll be back again next Sunday morning. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. 
Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.